Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, federal employees. Today, we're talking about how you, as a federal employee, can optimize your TSP to build wealth over time and to retire confident. And to do so, you need to know the answers to each one of these questions of how much you should be putting in right now during your career. Next, should you be doing Roth or traditional? And once the money's in there, how should you be investing it depending on where you're at in your career and how close you are to needing the money. Now, if you're new here, so good to have you. My name is Dallin Hawes. I'm a financial planner who helps federal employees retire comfortable and confident every day, and I absolutely love it. So let's dive right in. The first question we have to answer is how much? How much from your paycheck should you be contributing into the TSP? Okay, well, there's a couple different ways to look at it. Basically, if you go talk to, let's say, a Dave Ramsey or these other, other gurus out there, they're all going to have a number that they say, oh, you need to be doing 15% of your salary, 20% of your salary. They're going to throw a number out, okay? And, and that, those can be great rules of thumb. But honestly, this is where I'd start, is wherever you are, wherever you are, let's say right now you're saving 5% into your TSP, okay? Well, let me actually back up one step. At a very minimum you need to be saving 5% of your salary into the TSP, okay? Because you get a 5% match on those dollars. So at a very minimum, you got to be doing 5%, okay? That is the absolute minimum. Now, once you've got that taken care of, the next question is what can you do, right? If right now you're doing five, you're like, ah, I don't know if I could do much more. Maybe, maybe go to seven, right? Maybe go... Maybe go to 7%. Can you do a little extra? Can you improve just a little bit? And when things happen, let's say a big pay raise that is happening here in 2024, can you take a piece of that 5.2 um, increase that most people are going to get? Can you take a piece of that, a couple percentages of that, and put it to saving more into the TSP? Are there some things that you can do? Basically, what I would say is on how much you should do is where are you now? Can you do more? Can you do more? Now, you have to know that every year there is a maximum that you could put into the TSP. For 2023, for 2023, the max is 22,500. 22,500 if you're under 50, and then 30,000 if you're 50 and above, okay? So whatever year you're watching this, if you just type into Google TSP contribution limit, you'll find the limits for whatever year you're watching this, okay? But definitely check that out. That's the max you can put into the TSP. So you can't do more than that, but wherever you're at, whatever percentage of your salary you're at right now, can you do a little bit more every single year, every single bit? Just increasing a little bit over time is huge, okay? Because it's really about finding a balance where I'm not an advocate of living off of beans and rice your entire career so that in retirement you could finally enjoy yourself, right? I'm not saying that either. There's a nice balance so you're prepared later, but you're also able to enjoy life now, okay? So that's on how much. Now, should you be using the traditional TSP or the Roth TSP? Now, for those that don't know or aren't familiar with the difference, long story short, this is the difference. With the traditional TSP, the traditional TSP, now let me say something, this is the default TSP where if you've never changed anything, all your money is going into the traditional TSP, end of story, okay, that's the default. You have to make a change to go into the Roth. Now this is what, how it works. If you put money here in the traditional TSP, when you do that, you get a tax deduction. So for example, let's say your salary is $100,000. 
If you put $10,000 or 10% of your salary into the TSP per year, they're going to tax you as if you made 90,000. Okay. You get a tax deduction for that money. Now that money then grows at $10,000 grow, 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 grow at retirement. When you pull the money out, that is when you pay the taxes. So let's say that money grew to a hundred grand at retirement. When you pull it out, that is when you have to pay the taxes on everything on the growth you had on what you put in. It's all taxable when it comes out. Okay. The Roth is the exact opposite where when you put the money in, you get zero tax benefit, zero. Okay. So if your salary is a hundred grand, you put 10 grand into the Roth TSP in a year, how much tax benefit do you get? Absolutely zero. There's no tax benefit for, for putting money into the TSP, but the tax benefit happens where that $10,000 now you, that you put into the Roth that again can grow, 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 grow. When you pull the money out, none of it is taxable. It is completely tax free. All the growth you had on that money, plus all the money you put in initially, it's all tax free. So that's the difference. It is tax me later or tax me now. That is the question. So really the question is which one's better, which one's better. And really it depends, right? It depends on lots of things. We don't have all the answers on. We don't, we can't see the future where tax rates are going to be and, and where your exact retirement income is going to be. However, here are some principles. Okay. Here's some general principles. Number one, if you are early to mid in your career, the Roth TSP is almost a no brainer because first of all, your salary is going to go up significant, significantly over time, most likely, right? So right now, if your income is relatively low compared to what it will be in the future, let's pay the taxes now. So you have some great after tax money building for you over time. Okay. So again, if you're beginning to middle of your career, the Roth PSP can make a ton of sense. Or if you know, Hey, I'm going to retire from the federal government. I'm going to go take a contractor job, which pays me a lot more. I want to do the Roth now because I'm again, relatively have lower income than I will in the future. Okay. Now many people say, Hey, look, I don't want to pay the taxes now. I'm going to push the taxes till retirement when I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket, right? So I'm going to do traditional. Now, is that accurate? Well, to be honest, I help federal employees retire all the time. I help run their numbers all the time. And it's quite rare to be frank when federal employees are actually in a lower tax bracket in retirement. It happens sometimes, maybe 10, 20% of the time it happens where they're actually going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. But most people want to maintain about the same lifestyle in retirement as they are, as they have while working. So most people are in the same exact tax bracket. And what if tax rates go up, which most likely they are going to go up. We know in 2026, they're going to revert back to higher tax rates we had before. So at the very least that's going to happen. If not more in the future, tax rates are going to go up. So if tax rates right now are relatively low compared to what they will be in the future, even if you're in the same tax bracket, now is the time to pay the taxes. Okay. Now, what if you're, let's say mid to the end part of your career, if you're, if you're closer to retirement, well, it's hard to know exactly, but the general rule of thumb is if you're at the highest peak earning years of your career, doing traditional is probably just fine. Just fine. Now, if, even at that point, if you did Roth, it would you probably wouldn't regret it at all, right? Especially with tax rates and things increasing. Um, you probably would be just fine too, but if we're talking generalities, I'd say, okay, if you're at the peak earning years of your career doing traditional, getting a tax break, then um, you'll probably be just fine doing that. Okay. So those are the rules of thumb is traditional or Roth. You want to make a decision that makes sense for you. So you're, you're getting the most and you're actually taking a proactive choice 
And again, what a lot of people do that actually they get tons of benefit of this is having some of both. If you have some Roth and some traditional, well, guess what? What that does is, like I said, we don't know exactly where tax, tax rates are going to go. We don't know exactly exactly what income you're going to have in retirement. It varies. It fluctuates. We don't know exactly what your TSP is going to grow to. So what if we have some of both? What if we hedge our bets so that in retirement, as things fluctuate up and down, let's say you have a really high tax here for whatever reason, hey, you've got some Roth money that you can take out with, without spiking any more taxes. Or if you have, let's say, a low tax year, you could take from your traditional side so that um, you kind of balance things out, right? Having some of both, having some flexibility in retirement can be super, super helpful, okay? So that is question number two. Should you do traditional or Roth? Now let's go to this, number three. How should you be investing your money? This is one of the most important of all of these. If you do all of these perfect, but you stick your money in the G fund for your entire career, you're in trouble. You're not gonna get the growth you need and have the retirement that you want. So how on earth do you invest your money in the TSP? Now, for us to answer this question and how you should be investing, we have to really put down the foundation of what options do we have in the TSP, right? So for, for example, in the TSP, there are, here are the five core options. We have the G fund, we have the F fund, the C fund, the S fund, and the I fund. These are the five core options, okay? Now there are also the L funds, and there's also the mutual fund window. Long story short, the mutual fund window, generally speaking, I don't recommend using. The fees are high to use it. There's trade fees and the odds of you actually doing better over there after all the fees, probably pretty slim. So mutual fund window, probably shouldn't use it. L funds are not bad. There's some issues that I don't like about them very much. I've got videos on that if you want to go check that out. Um, they're okay. They're, they can be useful, um, but there's a couple reasons I don't like them as much. I much prefer to use the five core funds whenever possible, okay? Now, we have to understand though, of the five options you have, what are they each designed to do? So basically, these two funds right here, the G fund and the F fund, those two funds are the safer of the, of the funds, okay? The safer ones, they are bonds. If you've ever heard, of course, in school, whatever you hear, stocks, and bonds, well these are bonds, these two, these three are stocks, okay? Those three are stocks. So these again, C, S, and I, they're stock-based funds. And these, the G and F, are bond-based bond funds. And generally speaking over time, bonds are more conservative, meaning they don't bounce around as much, but they don't grow as much over time. They're more, they're safer, they're more conservative generally speaking, okay? The CSNI, they've certainly grown a lot more than the GNF fund over time, but they do in the short term have more fluctuation up and down, okay? So here's the deal. If again, you are brand new to your federal career, you're 25 or 30, and you've got 30 years until retirement, 20, 30 years, generally speaking, you need to be focusing your attention over here on the stocks, okay? You need to be focusing your attention here over the stocks where you're actually going to get some growth. Because here's the deal. We don't, we don't ever really love fluctuation that happens right in the market. But if the fluctuation means, fluctuation means that over time your money's going to get the growth you need. And if you're young in your career, you don't need that money for a long, long time. So you need to be taking a little more risk. And you can because you've got so much time before retirement. You need to be focusing your attention. And honestly, the CNS funds 
are where you're going to want to focus your attention. You can have some I in there. Um, but the CNS funds are where you're going to want to focus your attention if you are, again, early to mid part of your career. Now, generally speaking, I generally recommend, again, these are all generalities. I don't know your situation. I don't know all the things going on, but these are some general principles in investing to keep in mind, okay? Once though, you get about within 10 years of retirement or 10 years of needing your TSP to spend on something, right? Then you're probably gonna want to get some more G and F funds involved, okay? Start getting some safer things involved in your investments, okay? Now, the details of all this, again, that's a whole other thing. I've actually got some other videos that go more in depth and as you're approaching retirement, how you should be investing, because it gets a little more nuanced based on your situation. But I wanted to give you some principles here. I know this is a, a messy drawing at this point. I wanna give you a start though on, on what to be thinking about. Which, which funds are the more aggressive funds? Which funds are the, are the more conservative funds? And depending on where you're at in your career will determine how you want to be investing, okay? Again, if you are close to retirement within 10 years, I've got videos. If you go back to HaasFederalAdvisors.com, you'll find them, or on YouTube, you'll find them. That says, how should I be investing um, in at retirement, that sort of thing. And you'll find some more information about how what you should be doing closer to retirement, okay? So that is the scoop. If you guys have any questions about any of this or any other federal retirement topics, there's actually a link below to submit questions. And we base our future content on the questions we receive from you. So I hope that's helpful. Have an incredible rest of your day. I'll see you guys next time.